0: 2 Kings chapter 2, turning your attention, and I will work through the chapter just, just a little bit. But starting at verse 1, it came to pass when the Lord would take up Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind that Elijah went with Elisha from Gilgal and said unto Elisha, "Tarry here, I pray thee, the Lord has sent me to Bethel. This is going to happen three times. In verse 2, he's going to say he sent me to Bethel. In verse 4, he's going to say he sent me to Jericho. And in verse 6, he's going to say he sent me to Jordan. And each time, Elisha is going to respond the same way. As the Lord liveth and thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. As the Lord liveth and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. As the Lord liveth and... As thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. And there were, in verse 7, those 50 men of the sons of the prophets who went and stood to view afar off, and they stood by Jordan. They were the ones who had said in verse 3 and verse 5, Hey, Elisha, you know, your master is going to be taken. And Elisha basically said, Stop talking. <laughs> Elijah took that mantle, verse 8, wrapped it, smote the waters, and they were divided hither and thither. And the two of them, everyone say the two of them. Yeah, they too went over on dry ground. And it came to pass when they were gone over that Elijah said unto Elisha, ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken away. It was the sons of the prophets who would watch from afar, but it was those two who would walk over together. Never let anyone who stands at a distance mock your relationship and what you're trying to do and what God is trying to do through you. So Elisha said to Elijah, these famous words, I pray thee, verse 9, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. And we know what happens here. Elijah tells him, you've asked a tough thing, but if you will see me when I'm taken from thee, it shall be so unto thee. But if not, it shall shall not be so. And it came to pass as they still went on and talked that behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire. Parted them both Asunder, and Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. Now tell me, that doesn't sound powerful. Elisha saw it. He cried, my father, my father. The chariot of Israel, the horseman, took hold of his own clothes and he rent them in two pieces. In verse 13, he took up also the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and went back and stood by the bank of the Jordan and took that mantle that fell from him and smote the waters and said, where is the Lord God of Elijah? Where is the Lord God of Elijah? And those waters they parted. And when the sons, verse 15 of the prophets, which were to view at Jericho, saw him, they said, the spirit of Elijah, doth rest on Elisha. And they came to meet him and they bowed themselves to the ground before him and they said unto him behold now there be with thy servants fifty strong men. Please key in here before we're done. Let them go we pray thee and seek thy master. Let's pray Peradventure adventure, the Spirit of the Lord hath taken him up and cast him upon some mountain or into some valley. And he said, Ye shall not sin. And when they urged him till he was ashamed, he said, Sin. They sent therefore fifty men, and they sought three days, but found him not. And when they came again to him, for he tarried at Jericho, he said unto them, did I not say unto you, go not? You, you pushed on me. You just kept. As if, as if standing at a distance, you somehow knew better than me up close. And You pushed on me until I let you go. I want to preach just for a little while tonight what I feel from the Holy Ghost. Searching for Elijah. Searching for Elijah, I want you to lift your hands, if you will, with me and pray that God would help us. Oh, lift your own voices, if you will, around the room and pray, oh God. Mighty God of heaven and earth, how awesome are your ways. How marvelous are your works. Your holy word read before us tonight. I pray in some way I might be your messenger and do justice to what's been placed in my heart, on my mind. What a lofty opportunity to stand in this house and worship you, magnify your name. I pray somehow you would help me speak in such a way that might cross every generational boundary and every spiritual level of maturity that every person in this room might grow because of our time under the hearing of Your Word. We pray it. I ask it. We need it. In Jesus' name, and let everyone say, Amen. Amen. You may be seated searching for Elijah. Searching for Elijah. I've told the story before of the time we lost my daughter when we, when she was younger at Burlington Coat Factory, still don't like going to that place. (laughs) When I finally found her in the back, scooped her up into my arms, she was playing hide and go seek. Some of you would remember me telling that story a couple of years ago, I picked her up. And I did what any loving father would do. And I said, baby, are you okay? She said, yeah, daddy. And I said, good, I'm going to kill you. (laughs) My wife had taken our kids to an event there in town one time. And I don't want to tell on her, but since I have the microphone, Carver slipped away and the police returned him. Don't pray for him, pray for me. I told the story. I'm <laughs> She told me and I'm the nervous parent, so I lost it for a second. She was so cool, calm and collected. No big deal. Police found him. <laughs> Amen. 2012, pretty funny story started hitting newspapers because once it was discovered, there was enough humor in it that it began to spread. It was in Iceland. They might even have a picture of the search party. In Iceland, 2012, the woman was missing. (laughs) Till at 3 a.m., the the reporter said at 3 a.m., they finally recognized she was in the search party searching for her. Took a few people longer than others to pick. (laughs) I would ask a question tonight. Might we ever be guilty of searching for what is already here? Might we ever be guilty for asking God to do what he has already done? Or release what he already has released? Or to finish what he has already finished? While there's humor in a story like this, are we all too often asking God for the answer and He is saying, I sent you? Are we pleading, crying, lying before the Lord and saying, God, when will you send? And He is responding, I did. I have. It's an incredible story. It's a story that I love, this Old Testament narrative of the great Elijah. It's been a few days since 1 Kings 19 and this recording of the yoke of oxen that are burned. It's, it's been a moment since... Elijah's light but weighty mantle has made its way across the shoulders of a strapping young lad by the name of Elisha who is going to walk away from seemingly everything to follow the call of God. And I might take a preacher's pause on this Sunday night and tell every young man and every young lady under the sound of my voice who will do more than hear my words but will allow my words to get into your mind and your heart, it's still right to give up anything to pursue the call of God. It's still right to be willing to lay down any yoke of oxen or any career or any situation that would keep you from fulfilling God's plan and God's purpose and God's course for your life. We need young people and we need young adults that will seek the face of of God, We had our minister's development event that was taking place at 5 o'clock this evening. And I am so thankful for that room full of individuals. But as I assess that room, I talked to our leadership. And we had choir going at the same time. And I know this was part of it. But I want to speak to the younger generation and tell you, we need more young men and we need more young women that want to pursue the call of God. If we have ever needed preachers, we need preachers. If we have ever needed missionaries, we need missionaries. If we have ever needed apostolic intercessors, we need you in this moment. We've come through this journey and Elisha has picked up the faithfulness of following. We spoke to faithfulness This morning, and we got to a place that literally I have found myself lost in the heaviness of this morning and the humility of that, something of which I hope never lets go of me to tell the truth. But I found myself in this word, this following, this faithfulness, and here we are again tonight with the faithful following of this young man, this protege, as it were, that is following faithfully behind Elijah. And Elijah represents something in the heart and in the mind and in the vision of this young man. He he represents the blessing and the strength of God. I was raised to honor men of God. To honor women of God. It's why we have a culture here. We don't believe that people are gods, but we do believe that people are worthy of respect. We believe that younger generation should have adoration and affection towards the older generation. Somebody say amen. Amen. That we should speak conscientiously and that we should speak with the sense of emotion where we should not rush past one another, but do our best to be courteous and kind and draw strength from. And it was in fact during that ministry development session at 5 p.m. to 6 where they were speaking about the blessing of an elder in that life and, and, and what that looks like and what that means and and we need and in fact I'm thankful that I believe we have a multi-generational revival that has been taking place here at Calvary Tabernacle where from the youngest of children to the aged of the elders that are amongst us we can worship on the pews next to one another and in the sections one another together magnifying the one who is worthy of all the glory and all the honor and all the praise letting each generation See it happen. But there is something to be said about an elder. And there's something to be said about the prophet of God. I will tell you, Elijah's willingness to, or Elisha's willingness to follow Elijah did not make Elisha immediately qualified. Well, I've been following, so I deserve a little airtime. That's not the way it worked. It was just the faithfulness of following. And so most of Elisha's young ministry was just serving the man of God. Serving the prophet. Serving the elder. I pause to remind us here tonight, especially every one of the younger generation that will listen. You will not graduate service. I need some elders to tell the younger folks you cannot graduate service. Somebody say amen if you agree. And Elisha ministering effectively to the needs of Elijah. And I have preached it and you have preached it and you have heard it and I have heard it about the dynamics of this relationship and the way that it must have looked and the sons of the prophets. And as I tried to lay in my own home this afternoon and place myself in the story, I kept hearing those sons of the prophets. I I kept hearing them. I kept listening to them. Their antagonizing voices, their woeful voices, voices that wanted to remind Elisha that Elijah was leaving, but what they had missed was that Elijah was leaving but that mantle was staying. And know how I wish on this very Sunday night that I could call some of the elders of days gone by. I wish that I could somehow rouse the voices of Billy Coles. I wish that I could somehow stand in this podium and reach back to some of the great voices of elders. And I I can pull them up on the internet and I I could try to listen to them and get the voice of a T.W. Barnes to work across this pulpit or the Merle Ewings of days gone by. And, And we could go on and on and on. I wish that I could get the bellowing, Booming voice of Hugh Rose, one more time to move through the corridors of this place. And, and that'd be powerful and it'd be righteous. But I've, I've got good news for us in this house that while the elder might be gone, the mantle. I know you know this truth, but maybe let me remind us in this place men move on, but mantles remain. Men might be caught away and men might go to meet their maker. But mantles stay upon the face of of the earth and they are dependent upon people who will take them up and say, I want everything they've ever had. In fact, I want more than they... And the sons of the prophets that stand at a distance and want to speak to you about them being taken. I, I'm, I bet I'm not the only minister in this room that have had some naysayers along the way try to tell me what I could never be. I bet I'm not the only preacher in this room who had people look at them and tell me I ought to find something else to do. I heard those voices. I had to be okay with those voices. And here's why. Because I wasn't dependent upon their validation. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I submit to you today, people that did not call you do not have the right to disqualify you. People that did not call you to the kingdom of God do not have the right to discourage you out of the kingdom of God. And I know you've... I know you've heard it a thousand times, but I would to God, there would be some double portion prayer warriors on a Sunday night in February that would say, I want twice. I thank God for what the elders had. I thank God for what Elijah had. I thank God for what Hugh Rose had. I thank God for what Billy Cole had. But I got biblical example that says I want more. I want more. I want more. And I'm going to tell our church tonight, I don't think it's a selfish prayer for us to come in here on a Sunday night and say, we want more. We want more. We want more. We want more. When we start praying and worship breaks out, I'm going to tell you my, my prayer on the regular right now and everything that's been hitting the news and everything that's going on, I'm saying, give us more. Give us more. Give us more. Don't you let anybody be more hungry than we are. Can I preach it like I feel it? I don't want anybody to be more hungry than we who know. And the Bible says, he asked him for a double portion. And what did Elijah tell him? What did Elijah tell him, King? You've asked I hope we're praying tough prayers. I want to pray the kind of prayers that we can't... I'm praying the kind of prayers doctors don't get credit for. I don't think I'm the only one. I'm praying the kind of prayers that our lighting can't get credit for. I'm thankful for our choir, but I'm praying the kind of prayers that our music department... I'll be honest, I'm praying prayers that my preaching doesn't get... I'm praying the kind of prayers that even the prophets gotta say, that's a tough prayer. What was his prerequisite? If you, if you see what? If you see me, go to, go to that scripture. I want us all to read it. Second Kings chapter two. <laughs> It's the prerequisite. you've You've asked a tough thing. It's what he told him. You've asked a hard thing. Verse 10. Nevertheless, if thou see me when I'm taken, the mantle will fall, but keep your eyes on me. If you're watching me, if you love me more than the mantle, man, I feel something in this room right now. The mantle will fall, but you watch me, you stay with me, you stay faithful, you be close to me. And if Elisha has not already proved his faithfulness, I don't know what does. You tried to ditch me three times in a row. Every time you went to a new place, you told me to stay. And I just kept following. I got so deep in my language, I was talking like you. Talking about the soul living. I'm not going anywhere. And you tell me. Stay with me. There's a Jordan to cross together. There's a separation that is occurring. Please hear me. There's a separation that's taking place. There is... In times like this, there will be a separation between those who watch and those who participate. Man, I feel revelation in this room right now. And right now, that's what's happening in our world. I hope we're tuned into this. There is going to be a separation between those who watch and those who participate. I'm not going to watch from a distance. I'm not going to watch from a distance, and some people are going to get on social media, and I am going to address this as the pastor. Some people getting on social media and saying negative things about people. That's foolishness. That's foolishness. Whosoever will, let them come. Let them come. Whoever hungers and thirsts. What are you praying? I told you Wednesday what I'm praying. I want a revelation of the name to fall. we got to have this. College kids, you better hear me right now. You don't have the corner on this because you go to an apostolic Bible college. Liam, in all of our MSA departments, the iron has never been. This is time to strike while the iron. If we've ever had a voice, we got kids in this room right now that drove down to that meeting. I don't... They put the mic in their hand, and they got up in front of everybody and said, then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. We got kids in this room right now that got up in front of everybody and said, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. This is our time. This is the hour for the people of God. Yeah. He said, and if you see me, if you'll be close enough, you can have what you've been praying for. Young man, young lady of God, you hear me. You listen to pastor right now. You can have what you're praying for. But you cannot get what you will not pray for. That's a word for somebody in this room right now. You gotta have the audacity Brother Wayne Huntley stood in this pulpit at Mark Conference two years ago, two uh, two and a half years ago, stood in this pulpit right here, and he preached a message: the audacity to ask. While he was preaching, he talked about churches being given. It was only a handful, brother Oliver. The church he's pastoring in Greenwood started through the audacity to ask. I got a friend. I can't even tell all the details. I got a friend during that message that stood right there and claimed property. There's no way he should have. The city bought it out from under him. But the galleon, he went home to get the land and the city bought it. God gave him a vision. He saw all these park, these park sidewalks that were put on the land. God gave him the vision, and the city bought it, and the Lord said, wait a minute, I'm just setting something up here. The city did all that work and then just sold it to him at a fraction. I'm talking about God-sized prayers. What do you want, Elisha? I'm gonna be Elisha right now. I want double what I've ever heard about, what I've ever seen, what I've ever experienced. I thank God for everything you've done, but I'm not satisfied this message is not for satisfied people if you're satisfied I'm not even preaching to you tonight but you've got a little holiness in you a little righteous indignation in you you got a little drive in you that says I want more I need more my family needs more come on I'm preaching to you on a Sunday night I'm preaching to you that says I need my kids to be praying I need my kids to be seeking God I need a little bit more It's one of the most dramatic moments of all the text. the entirety of the text. It's one of the most dramatic moments when chariots of fire and horses of fire come and they part them asunder. That's an awesome moment except for the fact the man is gone. My father, my father. Chariots, the horsemen thereof, Elisha. Elisha knew what even the kings did not acknowledge. That man is responsible for any peace in Israel. If there's any peace, it's because of him. And he's gone. but He did what our generation has to do. Man, I'm preaching to some young people and some young adults, but I'm also preaching to some middle-aged folks. It is time. It is time to pick up the man. Some of you have talked about elders for so long, and I'm glad that you have honored them. I'm glad that you have idolized them, but their power should not have died with them when you knew them. Oh, lift your hands all over this room. Something's stirring now in the house. Oh, something's stirring in this house. I'm telling somebody, you need to feel the clutching of the mantle between your fingers. You got a revival of intercession ready to be in your own spirit. It's ready to pour out of your mouth. I'm telling somebody that hasn't recognized it yet, you prayed for this. You prayed for this moment. Some of you sought God 10 and 15 years ago for right now. I got a word from God for somebody that'll hear me. You have old double portion prayers, but you have current single portion living. You got old prayers where you prayed for a double portion, but you have settled into a single portion lifestyle. And you're thankful because you see a touch of God here and there and you see a blessing here and there, but you prayed a double portion. And we got mantles folded and hanging on shelves. We got mantles that are tucked away. We got mantles that we talk about, but we gotta get mantles back in our hands. Oh, I feel prayer in the room right now. I wanna preach, but I feel prayer for a moment. Just prayer, prayer, prayer. I need some double portion prayer warriors. I need some elders that are beginning to see what you've been praying for for years. I need you if you got the strength to begin to wail and pray and maybe even move around this room a little bit. You you're beginning to see it come to pass things you prayed about. (sighs) Come on, from double portion prayer to double portion production. It's gotta produce in your life. (laughs) We need some young men and some young ladies That'll let some elders, elders, if you feel it, I want you to come lay hands on some of these young people. I'm asking you to pray double portion. (laughs) Miracles, signs, wonders. Authority in this hour. Authority for the kingdom of God in this hour. Uh, Double portion for your family. Double portion for your ministry. Double portion for your coworker. Double portion in your business. Double portion in our intercession. Double portion in the signs and wonders. The Jordan's got a part the God of Elijah. (laughs) These kids that have been worshiping you Friday and Saturday and Sunday, let our kids have a double portion of your presence. Let our young children have a double portion. I pray our marriages have a double portion of joy